0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Yes, yes, y'all. This is your boy Kale.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Claremont the second.
0: My name is Mac Davis.
1: What up? What up? This is boy Wonder. This is August Regal. This is Jade Eng. Not rocking with your man Tona Tancredy. Hey,
0: what up, everybody? It's your boy Pluto. Hey, what's good? This is Little Sims. You. What's happening, y'all? This is Dame Funk, you're listening to the Come Up Show. Get inspired. is the show that you come up on. Yeah. This is spot that you come up strong. You heard? gonna play that song. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto, host and founder of the Come Up Show. Yo, I hope you've been enjoying all the classic interviews this past month in January. Next Wednesday, February 15th, is when season three of the Come Up Show podcast launches and I'm really excited about it but let's get on to the last interview that we're going to go from the archives and I'm glad I found this interviews because it's my conversation with decisive and if you yo if you ask me you know people ask me questions all the time about the people I interview if he said yo Cheto who is the person that is most entertaining that you enjoy interviewing it's decisive he's at the top of that list because the guy is so damn entertaining. The chemistry is amazing, and I've interviewed him four to five times over the past years, and uh, this interview is non-different. Them actually ends off with 20 people singing a song about friendship. That's how off the wall they are. Let's get to this interview. This interview happened in 2010 in London, Ontario. I call the office. It was one Decisive releases album of Vaudeville. He tells me about that album, why he felt like it was outside of his comfort zone and taking a risk and so much more. Decisive on The Come Up Show. Let's go. This
1: is The Come Up Show where I feel good music lives, real recognized, real with me right now is the very unique some people call him a little bit weird. I would say that's safe to say is Mister Decisive. What's good, man?
2: A little bit weird.
1: Yeah, more. I see more. You know what? I believe every single person in this world is weird. Yeah. Some people have the confidence to show their weirdness, and some people don't. That's what I truly believe. Um, so, so
2: some people admit that they jerk off on chat roulette, and some people don't.
1: That's what you're trying to say. Yo, everybody has some weird shit. Everybody's different, and everybody's unique, and everybody does shit that they're not proud of or they don't want to put out there. And some people they will keep it to themselves.
2: Who wouldn't be proud of jerking off on chat roulette? Why wouldn't you be proud of that?
1: <laughs> that's what that's what I mean right there. I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you, man. Yo, um, when did you start like having the confidence, not as a musician, I just you, Derek Kristoff, to have to be you, to just like you know tell people, yo, this is this is you, and just to be you, man.
2: Basically. Probably like '97 when I started battling, mm-hmm. like going to open mics. Um, it definitely took. A, a while to build that up, but um, the I, I guess the beginning part of that was like me losing a lot of battles, so that didn't really help the confidence. But then when I actually started to win battles, that started to build confidence, and it started to tell me that okay, maybe I, I may have the skills to actually do this. Mm-hmm. So then the confidence started to build, mm-hmm. and then probably by the time I was like 21, the confidence built to such an immense thing that um, it went a little too far yeah. and I kind of blew, blew the opportunities that I had then and then I slept for a while and then I woke up again and the confidence came back yeah. and here we are now I'm a little bit weird
1: real talk like <laughs> you, you, you people who have Facebook you know, sometimes you, you can admit that it's annoying when you get a Facebook inbox message, but when I'm getting a Facebook inbox message from this guy, from his fan page, I'm excited to see what the next thing that he's going to say is. Yeah. So, like, when you're constructing... Let's just talk about this. When you're constructing a Facebook inbox message, do you take some time and say, all right, this has to be funny kind of thing? What do you do?
2: I just write it. Yeah. I just... Whatever is in my mind at that time, I just write it out. And mm-hmm. that's why, like... Because, cause, I don't know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I find... Like maybe you could say I, I, I see the glass like half half empty, but I find a lot of things lame. Like like 80% of everything I find lame. So it's like even down to like label created press releases i find them corny and lame and that i truly believe that nobody really cares about them and no one gives a shit so one day i decided i'm going to start writing my own press releases and i'm going to take matters into my own hands like steven seagal would in the justice department so i did that in the press release department and it's it's gotten like a huge like millions of people yeah. millions of people like it gets posted on press release websites like mm-hmm. there's websites just dedicated to press releases mm-hmm. and like good and the best ones and mine was like on this press re- like pressrelease.com mm-hmm. and it was like number three dot org. is it dot .org? Yeah. yeah it was on pressrelease.org and it was one of my press releases was put as like the number three best press release in North America so it's all it's working out. So if music doesn't work out for me, I'm gonna be doing a lot of press releases.
1: But doesn't it make more sense though? Like, cause the reason people buy your music is cause to get a, you know your view, uh, you know your personality, wh- whatever you're putting into that's you. That's unique. Your music, right? Yeah. So it, doesn't it make sense, obviously, then to write your own pre- press releases and all that stuff? But
2: I think that's yeah. why anybody should buy anybody's music. Is to get the the, the artists. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a I'm not a really big fan of people who don't like make their own music or write their own songs because you're just uh, you're just like you're at your avatar, right? Yeah, you're just an avatar. Yeah right that was deep that was like you're just an avatar you know you know i think you just you created know,
1: something b? right now that's that's something new no you're just an talk.
2: avatar b you're yo just, homie you're, you're just, just an avatar b you're just controlled by a guy with little legs in a wheelchair b <laughs> wizard of oz type shit b not me yo b. no
1: re- do you want to make an avatar the next thing we just say yo you're just an avatar homie
2: yeah you a <laughs> avatar motherfucker <laughs> Pressrelease.org babe.
1: Oh my, He just called you an avatar Oh yeah. man
2: Start that like.
1: No real talk You do it You do it on your Facebook Inside us And Moonshine You do it on your Facebook On chat, mo- roulette, on chat yeah. roulette We'll put on chat roulette <laughs> Oh man Alright Yo the new album Vaudeville He's laughing at my photographer right now no, I don't know why Yeah. I like him Yeah <laughs> Uh, the new album called vaudeville, this is something that it's definitely new territory for you. It's something uh, it was very challenging for you. How come?
2: Um, because I wanted to kind of step out of the um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the word cliche, but to for myself, I like to challenge myself when it comes to music. and um, though, you know, it's only really been two years since I started putting out music again. My previous three records, like the book Let the Children Die and Jonestown, you know, still, you know, it's catching on to people more and more every day. But to me, it's like, those are like the same, those are the same record, you know? It's kind of the same substance, the same stories to me. So I wanted to kind of step out and show that I can make more, you know? I've, I've kind of proven myself that I can rhyme. I've proven that... I can write a depressing story. So I want to try something new, you know, something. I want to try and make something a little more upbeat. I wanted to, I just, it's because to me, it's like, what's the point of making the same albums over and over again? And artists continuously do that, you know? And it's just a silly mistake that I don't understand why people keep making it. Like, why do you want to keep doing the same Mm -hmm. thing? So I want to make something different. And that's Mm Fodville. You know, it, I, I'm sure that a lot of people aren't going to feel it, or it's going to take. Like I was speaking to someone today. I was at a Polaris Conference, and it's um, a radio personality that I know. Was t- you know, she wouldn't tell me whether or not she liked it or not. But she was just like, "It's different. I didn't expect it. It caught me off guard." Maybe that's her way of saying that she thought it was terrible. But <laughs> regardless, she, you know, people are not going to expect. You know, they're not going to and it might it might turn some people off because it's not what they're going to expect they're going to think oh here comes decisive with another depressing record and maybe the people who are tired of my depressing music are going to like it and the people who only like me from making depressing music are not going to like it but that's the risk you take of you know creating music and creating art you take chances i love the record i think it's amazing I'm confident about it it is what it is
1: isn't that what matters though music that's you're staying too, true to yourself and music yeah. that you got you gotta be happy about it and you gotta love it right because yeah. if you don't then who's really gonna love it right
2: yeah for sure that's right
1: you, you, you're in a happier place than obviously cause this album is a bit happier than uh, than a previous album what what in your life right now is making you happy
2: Everything is making me happy it's um you know, when I started m- making music again, like two years ago, I was in a dark place. Uh, I was just kind of getting over that dark hump. I can't say that, you know, when I was making the book, I was like totally depressed, but I was just starting to get over it and um, I decided to tell my story and what it, what I had been through the, the six years before that two years, if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. But that was like when I put out the book, and the book really was just, was was made to kind of get my name back out there until Let the Children Die came out. Mm-hmm. But... It got like such a ridiculous response. It was beyond myself or Herbnet. It was beyond our expectations. And when it got the Juno nomination, like we were just like shocked. Like we didn't think that was gonna happen, you know? But that was the beginning of the happiness. You know, and then good things started happening, and it's just been a crazy two years. I started, I I, I hooked up with Moonshine, who's right there. If you want to get a shot of him, you should get a Moonshine. shot of him. This incredible producer and yeah, MC yeah. right there, mm-hmm. and we then started knocking songs out, and people were just feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. and then it's just how could you not be happy, you know? Then yeah. we, over the span of two years, mm-hmm. you know, I'm now putting out my fourth record. I've been nominated for like every award Canadian music has. I've won a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the fan base is growing. Mm-hmm. I'm on tour with Shad. Big. I'm in love. Life is beautiful. So how, how could I be sad, you know? I'm still trying to kick a heroin addiction. But like, that's only makes me sad when I'm going withdrawal. But in the morning, once I inject it, I feel better. So
1: that's fine. I don't know, I don't know. That's, first, it's <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I love it, I love it. This is why, yo, when I was gonna interview you, I was like, yo, this guy, he's unique he's different and I like it and I love it and I think people <laughs> love that about you and I was like yo do I have to be extra weird to interview him or something like that or, or whatever I'm just I'm just gonna be me just a but little,
2: just a little <laughs> bit weird
1: yeah I'm confident about who I am but anyways wow. so wow you're in love I didn't know that you never spread I don't I don't know if that's a first that you've said to the people out there you are in love that I've told the people like they told, like the, the the general audience out there, send a Facebook message saying, "I'm in love," and put a little heart there. You know what I mean? Have or, I done that? I've, or or no no no, you haven't done that. You have done kisses decisive and end of of no, every message. But that's just I'm just friendly.
2: I'm just a friendly person. <laughs> that's how I, I like to end things on a good note.
1: Yeah.
2: On a fun note. There's just yeah. my That's my tour manager, Kyle. Yeah. I want to say something now, but
1: I'm afraid. No no no. no, no. Um, yeah. I thought he was with Snooki for a second. He's not happy with him right now, <laughs> but not happy with uh, me? he's no. We'll talk about that later. No, he was yeah, a little was bit, saying? a little bit. You Say know, uh, he was uh, he was you know you know like artists are a bit late. I expect that as a person who interviews lots of artists, and I you know, so he's like you know he's like he was saying that his manager was saying, tour manager was saying that's what happens when the artist brings to themselves and you know and they were late a bit you know what I mean that happens though it's natural if you're at a hip hop show you know everything's not gonna go scheduled though it's not a real hip hop show so I think the people out there expect it
2: fuck Kyle Lundy Ooh. Kyle Lundy Kyle Lundy can fuck
1: himself he's here with Snooki beef I should see YouTube views going up right now but anyways yo <laughs> I don't get off, off topic yet you've been back in the music in the past two years you've done you've had all this progress Juno nominations and all that stuff uh you were also one, we're,
2: nomina- one nomination. one nomination okay I, and didn't then, get, and, I didn't get nominated like, and then and then uh, you had a, it was more deserving artist. you had
1: did you win or yeah i know you had a nomination something with songwriting writing something
2: yeah so can award yeah yeah i so, won that for nobody with a notepad
1: the reason why you weren't making music for a while is because obviously you were down and now that you've you took a break, and now that you've gone into the music and got all this progress and this happiness, do you have a regret that, yo, maybe I shouldn't start making music or I should have made music during that, during that time?
2: No, not at all, because yeah. if I were to make, if I were to make music during that time, it, I don't think it, wouldn't have, it would not have been as honest, it wouldn't have been like the music that I'm creating now, because, at well, at that time I was going through you know the, my problems, and I couldn't really focus. I, uh, from a writer's perspective, I don't think I would have been able to knock anything out because my mind just wasn't in it, my heart wasn't in it. I was too busy worrying about other things. So it wouldn't have worked out. Everything happens at a reason. For a reason, everything happens at the right time. So I don't regret and I don't wish I did anything. So.
1: On this album, uh, one of the big things is uh, Ron Sexsmith is on it. For the hip-hop fans right now, the youngins, the people who don't know Ron Sexsmith, why is that a big deal and why is that like special and why is that, you know? <gasps>
2: He's like one of the greatest songwriters out of Canada and you know, he's like just He's an incredible artist And to have him, you know On my album is is an honor mm-hmm. To have him on a hip-hop album is incredible Like I'm the first hip-hop artist to ever Have him on a hip-hop song um, So it's just amazing to me Like I've been a fan for a long time Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because
1: you're a funny-ass person, man That's why I'm laughing Anyway, keep going, keep going
2: I'm saying that I like Ron Sexsmith.
1: This guy's cracking no, up No, I'm not laughing Because this guy's funny as hell That's why I'm laughing Go ahead, keep going. I don't understand, I'm confused right now. i confused, decisive. I think that's an accomplishment right there. But keep going. Ron Sexsmith, it's a big deal because he hasn't done, you because he have been approaching him a while. He said, yo, yeah. let's get on, and he wasn't really getting back to you. For years. Yeah.
2: He'd always returned my emails, yeah. but um, he uh, finally, when I sent him the beat for Liberace in the chorus, then he was down. Mm-hmm. I think I had to kind of, and I don't think when I was approaching him three years ago, I wasn't at a level you know, to be able to hang with him on a song. Mm-hmm. So and now I think I've gotten to that level. Well, he, uh, to him, I have, so, mm-hmm. and then we made an incredible song. I'm really proud of that song. Cool. It's amazing.
1: Like you say, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to say to people out there, man, before we bounce?
2: No, just that Vaudeville's out June, when is this gonna be on the, on the internet? It's gonna
1: be out after that for sure. So. After June 22nd? Yeah, yeah.
2: June, Vaudeville is in stores now. You can buy the buy the, it now on iTunes. If you're gonna go on Chat Roulette, it's, well, if you have a Mac, they usually have the cameras built into the top of the monitor, so you wanna kinda cut off around here. You gotta be careful, we're like really high up. If you ever come across someone on Chat Roulette with like a Decisive poster behind them, it's not me. It's my DJ, DJ Dirty Man. He, he's on the wheels of steel. Moonshine, come up here. This is This is my squad. I would call Kyle Lundy up in here, but the rude and incriminating things he said about us, Kyle Lundy, we were late today, he told me that, um, Kyle said that, um, this is what happens when artists bring themselves to the shows.
1: Ooh. Thank you very much, Excisive. I wish you. you much luck, you know what I mean? Keep it going, man. Thank you very much. This is the homie Moonshine right here, status symbol. This is the come-up show where that feel-good music lives, real, recognized, real, we out.
0: Yo, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Decisive. You need to watch the video because there's so much funny things happening in it. And watch all the my interviews with Decisive. And yo, the last one that I did with Decisive it was in 2010, approximately, is when he said he quit rap. That was a huge interview. Him and the, him and Moonshine said they weren't gonna do rap anymore. That was like a big uh, milestone for his career and for, for my career as a journalist as well too. Season three next Wednesday. February 15th. And yo, I want to ask a favor from you. If you know anybody that likes hip-hop, that would enjoy the Come Up Show podcast, if you could take that link, whether it's our SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you may be listening, click share, send them a text message, a WhatsApp, iMessage, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, please share this with one person and tell them to check it out because... As of next Wednesday, we've taken it up to the next level. But also, yo, we've got over 100 episodes that I think that people would enjoy. We need more listeners. We need you to do that simple thing of just sharing it to that next person. Pass it forward. It's your boy, Chetto. Thank you for listening. i catch you on next Wednesday. Peace.